0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Heart of the Matter, the place where we discuss all things life, love, dating, relationships, and sex. I'm your host, Mike Zacchio, and I appreciate you all for tuning in to this week's podcast episode. If you want to connect with me on social media, I'm on Facebook at facebook.com slash Mike Zacchio. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Mike underscore Zacchio, and I'm on Snapchat at mzacchio. I encourage you to follow me, DM me, tweet me, message me, post on my wall, or whatever tickles your fancy. Um, and if you reach out to me, I will happily respond to, uh, whatever your inquiry is or whatever your comment is. Cause I love and appreciate you all. Now for this week's episode, as you can tell by the title, it is, I'm going back to back with Maroon 5 song titles and that was not intentional. Um, I actually kind of forgot what the, what this week, this week's date was going to be. Um, I really wanted this episode to go up yesterday because, Yesterday was the 16-year anniversary of my favorite album of all time, Songs About Jane by Maroon 5, so I figured it was going to be very fitting that this week's episode was going to kind of touch on a theme of probably one of my favorite songs off of the Songs About Jane album, This Love, and, uh, and all of that jazz, but it is Tuesday the 26th, but at least now you know why this week's episode is called This Love and why I'm going back-to-back with the Maroon 5 song titles. So... Diving into this week's episode, Um, if you've never heard of the song This Love by Maroon 5, I think you must be living under a rock because the song is like 15 years old now and it's just an awesome banger at a bar or a party or wherever you are. Um, And the song has a number of different elements to it. So basically the themes are, you know, the singer, Adam Levine, never really took the relationship serious. Um, It was an on-again, off-again kind of relationship. The woman that he was dating, Jane, um, finally left the relationship for good. And when she left, he was absolutely crushed. Now, I don't know that I've ever felt all three of those things in the same relationship. But I've definitely felt all three at some point in my life through dating. And it got me thinking about people we date that like kind of leave this lasting impression on us. So, you know, I've dated girls for you know, months or, and there's been no real lasting impression. Like it's, yeah, obviously we dated, I have those memories, but there's nothing that like really kind of sits with me, I guess, uh, about those relationships. But yet there have been girls that I've dated and have, like, they've, I've gone like on a handful of dates with them and I have lasting impressions that will stick with me probably forever because it's, you know, it's been years now and I just can't see any reason why, those lasting impressions would fade over time. And um, I was talking to a family friend recently about those on-again, off-again relationships and how it's just weird or odd or just it's... I don't even know what the right word would be. Um, how How some people just constantly find a way back to each other. Like, out of all these people in the world, like, just no matter where life takes you or where life takes them, Somehow, for some reason, the universe just kind of keeps pushing you two back together. You just keep finding your way back to one another. And I think a large part of the reason why I've been thinking about that in particular um, is because I just recently watched Definitely Maybe Again, and that movie is all about people kind of finding their way back to one another over time. So, uh, yeah, I was... I've been listening to a lot of Maroon 5 lately, and and then definitely maybe being on my mind, just a whole lot of different emotions and thoughts kind of running through my head. And uh, so the album songs about Jane is about Adam Levine's relationship with his girlfriend, Jane. And it got me thinking about my Jane. Now, her name isn't Jane, but you know, for all intents and purposes of this week's podcast episode, sure, she's going to be Jane. Now, her name may not be Jane, but she's most definitely my Jane in terms of you know, what like she meant to Adam Levine and in terms of inspiration and the emotions caused and the memories that you have between one another. Like, I can write songs, books, poems, maybe even a screenplay about this girl and or my relationship with her one day. And 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 it's one of those relationships where it's just like, wow, like, you know, we just I don't know why we, we just always kind of seem to find a way back into each other's lives. I mean, I mean, we've known each other for what seems like forever now, but uh, yeah, it's just odd how, even if, you know, if I, if I go on a relationship with someone, like we just find a way to like to just talk to one another once again, or if she dates someone, we just find a way, no matter what happens, like we we can get into fights, we can get into arguments, whatever. And it just, somehow we just keep finding a way to get back into each other's lives in some capacity. And, you know, we dated briefly in high school and we had this kind of, I guess you can call it an on-off thing for a little while in college, but, uh, nothing since, like nothing romantic or anything, but for years, I always believed, you know, like one day, like one day this is going to happen until one day I just reached a breaking point and now it was just like, fuck it. And I just stopped trying with her and I just came to the conclusion of if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, then oh well. And I think, I'm almost almost certain, at, at that time it was more out of frustration than anything else. And only recently did that did the realization sink in for me that just because someone keeps finding a way back into your life, that doesn't mean that they are meant to be a part of it. And this is part of the reason why I don't believe in everything happens for a reason. So I I see people can, you know, look at that person in their lives. Like, wow, you know, like there must be a reason why the universe keeps pushing us together. Like, nah, just, just, just because you keep finding your way back to one another. That's not a sign from the universe. That's saying, Hey, you two should be together. And I think that some people stay with that person or they, they really try to make it work with that person partially because they believe everything happens for a reason. I think some others do it out of familiarity, like just because they kind of know what they're getting with someone. Um, kind of like that whole, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Um, and I think others do it out of comfortability. And I think there's a big difference between familiarity and comfortability. Um, You know, because I feel like you, you kind of find solace in knowing, kind of, like I said, what, what you're getting with someone. But I think you know, with comfortability, it's very dangerous because, that's where I think settling kind of comes in. And it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with them. Like it, it's, it, it might not be what I want, but I, it's better than nothing. And yeah, for me personally, and I, I guess obviously it's very easy to say this, having not ever been engaged, married, divorced, or anything like that. Um, But I feel like I'd rather be single for the rest of my life than, than to ever go through a divorce. But I also feel like I would rather, go through a divorce with someone who I did love deeply and passionately and we, and we had a, a good run and it just didn't work out. I would take that over marrying someone and staying with them out of nothing more than comfortability. And it's just because it's like almost, I don't want to say it's a loveless marriage, but it's just, it's not what a marriage should be, I guess, or at least like in my mind, what a marriage should be. I think everyone's definition of a marriage is, is different. And, um, And I'm just using marriage just because I think it's just, it's a, it's the most popular uh, conclusion of just kind of staying with someone. So even if, even if you don't want to get married, just staying with someone for all intents and purposes. Um, I sit there and think, you know, love is one of the greatest feelings in the world. And I've been lucky enough to experience it more than once. And if I have an epiphany one day, or if I have an experience where it makes me realize that what I felt in the past was not love, then, you know, I really can't begin to imagine how incredible love actually is because what I believe to be love is pretty remarkable and pretty exceptional. So if there is something better and if there is something greater that I just have never experienced, then I, I I honestly can't fathom what that feeling is, is actually like. So I feel like I would rather chase that feeling, you know, going for the real thing, so to speak, so to speak, than to settle. So it's like I look at anything that I do in life, like I play for first. I I don't play for second or third. So whether that's my Sunday morning softball league, where like I want to win, I want to get a hit every single time I'm at bat. I want to beat every team that we're facing. Like that's my mindset in in life for softball, like at work, like I want to be the best in my department. I want to be the best writer that I can be. And that's what I want. It's the same thing when it comes to love. I want to be the best boyfriend that I could possibly be. I want to find the real thing. I want to find what it is that I really want, not just kind of sell for something that's pretty close to it. Just, just because, um, and I feel like, you know, some people, once you kind of get to that age of your late 20s or early 30s and you kind of have that doubt of like, oh God, is it ever going to happen? Is it ever going to happen? That's probably when you tend to look to that person who you've always kind of fallen back on or who you've always kind of run into again and you've always, like they've always kind of been there. And it's like, oh, well, you know, I'd rather be with them and like, yeah, I kind of know what I'm getting rather than just end up alone for the rest of my life. Um, and, you know, I guess if if that's your prerogative, if you're, if you're if your motivation is just not to be alone, then I guess kind of do you, I mean, who am I to say, you know, what you're doing is wrong. But, uh, I would say if, if you are looking, if, if you do think that this is the real thing, so if it's not just a matter of, oh, I just want to be with them just because I know what I'm getting with them. Like, if you really do believe that, you know, that it can work with this person um, more than just, you know, everything happens for a reason or or any, you know, spiritual or intuition-like feeling, just if you really believe in your heart, like, we can make it work long-term, then I implore you to evaluate the relationship. So if you are thinking about getting back together with this person and really kind of taking a serious run of things, you know, break it down and, and, and evaluate it. So why do I want to be with this person? Like, like what, what are the reasons that I want to be with them? Again, is it just, I, I, you have known them for 15 years and, you know, we get along and, you know, he's kind of cute or, you know, she's kind of cute and it's like, okay, you know, like it can work like that it's not enough. You know, Like, do you laugh together? Do you, do you have a good time together? Can you be open with them? Can you be yourself with them? Do they make you a better person? Do they add positive value to your life? Do they hold themselves to a high regard? You know, like, do you want the same things? Like in terms of kids or, you know, future plans, like, do you want to travel the world? And like, and does she want to be your travel mate or, or, or he, you know, or do you both kind of want to be relatively kind of close to home and just kind of live out your life and, you know, the, the whole hometown feel of everybody kind of knows your name around town or, you know, evaluate the relationship. Why do you want to be with them? Another question to ask or other questions to ask, you know, can I live with them or, or, or I'm sorry, can I live without them or do I want to live without them? So, you know, if if I'm not with this person, if, you know, if, if we don't give it a go, yeah, you know, to, you know, me and this person, how will I feel about that? Like, will will I always have regret that that, that I never gave it a shot? If you do have that regret, regret, then maybe it is worth giving it a, a shot. But if you're just like, yeah, no, I can totally do without them. Like, like they're nothing special. Then I think that that kind of answers your question right there. Um, Yeah, But more so that I've, you know, a feeling that I've conjured up, you know, uh, over the last year or so is not so much trying to find someone that you can live with, but rather someone that you can't live without. So, yeah, I think that there are plenty of people that, so this kind of goes back to my theory of like why I don't believe in like, the one, like, how I, like, there's one person on this entire planet that is, like, that's your person, and, like, I I just, I don't believe that. I think that, like I said, there are hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, whatever, of of people that you can, that that can be your person, so, you know, there, there are plenty of people that you can peacefully coexist with and live out the next 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years of your life together, and you yeah, know, that, that's great, but could you live without them? Like, like, could you think about that aspect of things more so than just, can I live with them? Um, I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. Like, are are they good for me? Like, do, do they, do they add value to my life? Do, do they make me a better person? Do they, like, my mom always says, like, you know, make some, you know, date someone who, Makes you want to be the best possible version of yourself, and I try to carry that into every relationship that I go into or venture into. Whether and that's that starts from from date one. Like if if I go on a date with someone and I just sit there and say, you know, like she's like she's a great girl. I have a really good time with her, but like I just I I just don't see that it factor there. I I just don't see how she's going to positively impact me going forward. And it's just like, I just kind of know, like it's just, it's, it, it would not be something that can last long term. versus, you know, you could see that early on, like, wow, this is someone who I can really see pushing me to, to do better, whether it's in work or life or, or anything, you know, one of the things like I loved about my ex is, is that you know? She really wanted me to kind of take better care of myself. Like I'm a no I'm a notoriously picky eater, and it's the biggest thing that I hate about myself. And even if even though she was significantly younger than me, like she's like you know you need to take like multivitamins and you need to you know get on like B twelve pills and all all those all this other shit like just things like that that show that you care about someone that it's like, you know, and and she would always like joke about, it's like, I don't want you to die. And it's like, I, I I always loved it. Like underneath that, like tone of kind of sarcasm was, was truth. And, and there was, there was sincere care there. Um, and you know, I I could see plenty of people that would be very kind of dismissive. Um, and just be like, Hey man, you know, do you, if you, you want to kind of kill yourself at 57 years old, then, you know, do you, but like, Whatever you know that that's that's you like I I want someone who's if they see something that's wrong with my life to want to correct it so like like I I would never date a smoker ever again but like if I date a smoker I would try to get her to quit like that that would be the only case of me ever dating a smoker again I would never date someone who is like I'm a smoker and that's who I am like that's that like if it's a situation where it's like I smoke but I really want to quit then I can be with them because or at least like I I would. I could be with them more than the person who just smokes because at least she may be receptive or hopefully she'll be receptive to me wanting to help her quit and whatever steps I can take to make that happen whether it's you know finding different programs that work whatever or you know talking to people who have quit and see you know what worked for them and then try to get her to implement those those things in her life um So yeah, it's ask, are are, are they good for you? Or if, if, cause if they're not a good person for you, then I don't know why you'd want to be with someone who's not good for you. They could be a good person, but if they're not good for you, then I don't know. Um, and I think probably the biggest question that like you can ask when you're evaluating the relationship with this on again, off again person or this person that just kind of always comes into your life is why hasn't it worked out in the past? Like, you know, what have been the reasons why we've either constantly broken up or why we never got together or why, why it just never seemed to work. So is it, you know, it could be as simple as, you know, we always kind of had this attraction for one another, but like I always had a girlfriend when she was single. And then, you know, she always had a boyfriend when I was single and, and we just were never single at the same time. Or, we were single at the same time, but you know, at that time I was living in New York and she was living in California or just whatever, you know, like we were both single at the same time, but I was, you know, battling really, really bad depression or something like that. Like, what are the reasons? Or is it just, you know, we have given it a shot and it's just like, and it just never works. Like we, we always think that it can work. And then once we get together, it's like, yeah, no, we're just better off as friends. And it just never works. If, if you've given it a shot repeatedly and it just, keeps failing there has to be a reason for it so either you're not evaluating the relationship hard enough to see what's wrong and and you're not working to fix it or maybe you two just aren't a good fit for each other so think about why it hasn't worked in the past and think about if it can work in the future if if it is worth it you know so kind of going back to like you know can you live without them like it is is it worth it to put in the effort to to make things work with with this person or to try to make things work with them? And will they be willing to work just as hard or is it just going to be a one-way street? Are you willing to put in the work but maybe they're just going to be very kind of flippant about it and it's like, you know, hey, you know, we'll, we'll give it a shot. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, no, if I'm going to be all in on this then I want you to be all in with me. I'm not going to be sitting there pulling with both arms and you're just going to, going to be dragging with your arm behind you like yeah, no, I'm I'm helping too. Like, no, that's not what I want. So ask these questions to yourself. And, and if you can't answer these questions, all of them, definitively with positive answers, then you probably shouldn't be with them. Because whatever the negatives are to your answers, there is someone out there who will check all your boxes. And you should continue to look for them. Because life is just too damn short. So... Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast right now, if you're listening to that part and you're thinking, yeah, but what if I never find them? Like, what if you know I have someone who checks four out of my five boxes and like you know I I don't, yeah, you know, that's good enough. Like, I, why do I go for that five for five? You know, what if I never find them? That's that's the risk of life and love. Like, it's it's not supposed to be an easy find because love and chemistry are just very complicated in their own right um and and i think together it's just such a complex pairing that it it just won't come easily um like i said you do have the rare exceptions where you know these people find the love of their life at 14 years old and they just stay together but i think for the rest of us it's a it's an ongoing search and and it's it's a lot of trial and error and you need to be willing to to put in the hours, and you need to be willing to put in the hard yards to to find that person. But the beauty is that hopefully you are rewarded by finding the person you should be with through all that trial and error, and that you know you are rewarded for for the hard work, and not just kind of settling for kind of like the next best thing. The heart of the matter is that, like I said, unless you find the love of your life in high school, and you two never waver from each other for the rest of your life, you're bound to hit a point where you question pretty much everything about love. And that's okay. And there, you're bound to hit a point where you'll want to fall back into your comfort zone at times. And that's okay. You'll hit a point where you doubt pretty much everything. So you, you go from questioning everything to doubting everything. And that's okay. And you may even want to settle. And that's not okay. Because, like I said, life is too damn short to spend it with someone who doesn't give you life. So, life is too short to spend with someone who doesn't give you life. And love is too special to not continue pursuing it until you've found the real thing. I think that's all I've got for y'all this week. I know this is a somewhat shorter episode. Whatever, yeah, like 23 minutes or so. But... In any case, I hope that you all enjoy this. I do encourage you to listen to, uh, Songs About Jane. That's probably the only shameless plug I'll actually give about music. I know I title every episode about, uh, after songs, but, uh, I really, really do recommend Songs About Jane. It's a pretty eclectic album. Definitely has a a nice gritty alternative rock sound to it. So, uh, if you want to get your, your teen angst on of sorts, uh, and just dive in your feels. you probably know half of the songs on there anyway. You know, Sunday Morning, She Will Be Loved, This Love. Maybe some of y'all know Harder to Breathe, but uh, check it out. Let me know what you think. If you do listen to it, and if you do like Sunday Morning, or if you do like uh, Songs About Jane, then DM me and say, hey, you know, it's one of my favorite albums. And if you listen to it because you listen to this podcast, please DM me and tell me what you thought about it. Just because I would love to hear your feedback and your review. So... So all I've got for y'all this week. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Sorry, it went up on a Tuesday. I'll try to get back on schedule next week. I know I say that every week, but I'll keep saying it until it's true again. So enjoy your week, enjoy your night, and I will talk to y'all next week. Peace. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.